0: Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, coach and life alchemist, Sharin Eskandani, and I have worked with thousands of people showing them how to create their dream lives while also living their dream lives. This podcast is where mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation meet. Together, we're going to release limiting beliefs, put your dreams into motion, all while prioritizing your ease, rest, and joy. Let's do this, love. Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at WholeheartedCoaching. Or if you want to go even deeper into this week's episode and get my free weekly journal prompts, sign up for my email list and you'll be able to explore the topics we're talking about in this episode even further. You can do that in the show notes or by heading to my website, wholehearted coaching.com. And if you're interested in working with me, whether that's one on one in one of my group programs or one of my transformational courses, you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com offerings to find out more. And of course, you can also head to the show notes and all of this information will be waiting for you there. All right, love, welcome to this week's episode. All right, get ready, love, because today we're talking all about manifestation. Now, if I know that there is one thing that is true about the wholehearted community is that you all love to talk about manifestation. My episodes on this podcast about manifestation are the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most shared episodes. So I knew the part of this 101 series, we had to have a manifestation episode. If you are just joining us for the first time for the month of May, I have been doing a series of 101 episodes. Now, 101 episodes are where we look at a topic and theme, and we look at the basics of that topic and theme, but we also dive deeper. And I offer you practices and tools and exercises so that you can really embody what we are exploring and talking about. And so today, we're going to talk all about manifestation. Now, this is going to be our final 101 episode for this month. And if you're listening live, you're like, wait a second, Sharon, there is an extra week in May. What's happening next week? Well, next week, I have a really special episode planned for you. It's an episode where I'm going to be sharing a lot of some personal stuff that has been going on in my life for the past few months. Don't worry, everything is okay. But I wanted to share with you kind of the challenges that I have been navigating and some of the lessons that I have learned as I've navigated this time. I've been waiting. I've been waiting a long time to share all of this with you because I wanted to do it from a place of perspective. And next week is going to be a really special, intimate episode. So get ready for that. But today, today, my love, we are talking all about manifestation. And I've been thinking a lot about manifestation lately because this month, I have manifested 15 speaking engagements. Now, some of these have been in person. Some of these have been virtual. But if I could show you my vision boards, if I could show you my journal entries over the last few years, you will see public speaking at the top of those lists, always on those vision boards. I cannot tell you what this manifestation means to me to be doing public speaking with big companies about topics that mean so much to me. Y'all, this month, I am doing three workshops for Google. I was literally flown out to San Antonio to do a public speaking engagement for Alta. Yes, the Alta. This month has been a whirlwind and it has been this incredible month of me seeing my manifestation come to life. So today we're going to be talking about how can we manifest our biggest, wildest dreams. Because this month for me, love, has been truly my biggest, wildest dream. I love to talk about manifestation because I was the person who used to think manifestation was a bunch of crap. I was one of the skeptics. I would roll my eyes when someone would mention manifestation. I thought it was a bunch of BS. Listen, I am a first-generation immigrant, I am a woman of color, and I got the things in my life through hard work, okay? And this whole manifestation thing of, like, putting your intention out there and it just coming back to you seemed too good to be true. But also secretly, I kind of wanted it to be true. Even though I was like, this is BS, I don't like this, this is all woo, secretly deep down, I kind of wanted it to work. I kind of wanted it to be the real deal. I read The Secret. I would watch Abraham Hicks on YouTube. I would set the new moon intentions and I would create those visualization boards, but nothing was happening for me. And so for a long time, I thought, you know what? This is a bunch of crap. This manifestation stuff isn't for people like me. People like me couldn't manifest. And now, I am at a complete 180 of where I was before. Manifestation is real. Manifestation is true. We can all manifest. And I love to talk about it. I love to teach it because I want you, my love, to understand that you are able to manifest anything your heart desires. No matter where you come from, no matter what you've experienced, no matter what you have seen, you can manifest anything. Listen, I am not a manifestation goddess. I'm not a manifestation babe. I am someone who really wanted to figure out what this manifestation thing was. And I went in deep. I went into the real truth of what manifestation is. And that is what I want to talk about today. The truth, the magic, the science behind all of this. I have manifested my husband, my six-figure business, my incredible community of friends, my speaking engagements this month, and love, I want to talk to you about how you can do the same. Now, listen, if we were going to do all of the parts of Manifestation 101, this would be a two hour podcast episode. And you know what? You're probably like, that sounds great, Sharin. Let's do it. Let's go. Two hours. But listen, your girl, I do my podcast in the closet. I, I can't be sitting in my closet for two hours. I love you, but I just can't. So today, we're going to be going over my four step process flow and i'm going to be focusing on the very first step of that process if you want to go deeper i have a free masterclass completely free that you can sign up for by heading to wholehearted-coaching.com/101 the number is 101 so if you listen to this episode and you're like this was great but i want more head there sign up. It's, I think, a 75-minute free workshop, and you can hear all about the entire process behind flow. But today, we're going to focus on the first part of flow. And let me tell you, there are a lot of things in that first part, a lot of great practices, a lot of great tools. So you're going to get a lot out of today's episode. So back in the day when I was like, manifestation is a bunch of crap. One of my biggest issues with manifestation was how it was being taught and who taught manifestation. I mean, I want you to think right now of the person you imagine when you think of the word manifestation. They're probably someone who is privileged, is white, is able-bodied, is cisgendered. Maybe they have a really nice hat on, not too poo-poo hats. I love hats, but I think you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not trying to shade anyone. I'm not trying to be mean to anyone. But when I was learning about manifestation, manifestation was hella white. It also never talked about things like trauma. Like the people who talked about it seemed so privileged. And to me, it just felt so off-putting. What we have to understand about manifestation is that there is no one source of manifestation or one expert of what manifestation is. Manifestation has been around forever and it's been practiced in one form or another by so many cultures and peoples. You can see examples of it in Egyptian texts, in African spiritual beliefs, in Asian traditions, indigenous communities. There are all sorts of manifestation rituals and practices. The roots of manifestation run deep. But what's kind of happened is that these beautiful, powerful ideas and traditions have kind of lost their soul and meaning over time. And over the last century, the 1900s, you know, manifestation has kind of become a little whitewashed. So we see this especially in 1910, when Wallace D. Wattles published his book, The Science of Getting Rich. And then in 1930, Napoleon Hill published his book, Think and Grow Rich. Now, these books, y'all, they're still being printed. People still buy them. People still will reference these books. These books were huge in their time, and they still are now. And they're all about how positive thinking can make you rich. And what we see here is this trend that we now really find in manifestation, this trend of whiteness and privilege and positive thinking. And that manifestation is just about making more money, right? Having more things, which again, I want you to manifest all the things that you want. But I think one of the things that really threw me off was just this focus on things, on getting more money, on this sense of consumerism, right? And capitalism. And again, no shame in making money, but the energy just didn't feel good to me. The truth is manifestation is an incredibly healing and powerful tool. It requires you to completely change and transform your beliefs, the foundation of your being. Manifestation is about healing ancestral trauma. It's about creating generational wealth. It's about overcoming the fear and trauma that you have experienced or that you have inherited to create different, more, and abundance. And in social media now, this beautiful, beautiful, magical tradition is being packaged with these buzzwords and branding. And we're losing the depth of what manifestation is. And I think that this is one of the biggest reasons that people get put off by the idea of manifestation or that they think it's not for them. It's it's about how it's being presented and who is presenting it. So before we dive in, I want to address three really important things. One, we can't talk about manifestation and not honor the cultures that have been using it for centuries. Two, We can't talk about manifestation and not talk about racism, white supremacy, and systems of oppression. And three, we can't talk about manifestation and not talk about trauma. Y'all, if you are someone who comes from a community of the global majority, our people have been manifesting from day one. Manifestation is meant for everyone. But when we don't talk about things like racism, white supremacy, capitalism, patriarchy, We're leaving out a very big part of the equation, right? I always say, did you manifest that or was that just white supremacy? Was that just systemic oppression? We really have to be conscious of privilege when we talk about things like manifestation. And finally, trauma. I work with a lot of clients who think that they can't manifest because they think so negatively, because of what they've experienced or what they've seen growing up, that they think they can't manifest because of their past. And that's BS. We all can manifest, but for those of us who have trauma, whether that is lived, experienced trauma, or inherited trauma, it just takes a little bit more patience and compassion. But love, we all have access to that magic and that abundance. Love, manifestation is your mother tongue. It is the language of ease and dreams, of magic, of flow, and this all exists within you. And what we're going to talk about today is how you can reclaim your mother tongue, reclaim your ease, your dreams, your magic, and your flow. All right, let's get into it. Manifestation 101. Many years ago, I created a four-step process to manifestation, and it's called FLOW. FLOW stands for Focus, Live in the Energy, Outcome Detachment, and Work. For this episode, we're going to focus on the first step, focus. And if you want to go deeper, if you want to find out about the other three steps, go and check out my free masterclass, Manifestation 101. Yes, it's the same name as this podcast episode. If you want to check that out, go to wholehearted-coaching.com slash 101. We're going to get into what focus is. The first step of manifestation is figuring out what you desire, asking yourself, what do I want? What is my deepest desire? And proclaiming that desire. Sounds really easy, but it's actually not. And if you've ever read The Secret or watched The Secret, a lot of The Secret is based on this principle of what is my desire, putting that out into the world and then waiting for it to happen. And I would get so frustrated with the ideas and the secret because I'm like, listen, I know what I want. Where is this damn thing? So you may be like me, and I want to talk about what keeps us from actually being able to manifest our desires when it comes to focusing on our desires. I find that we have two types of what I call blocked focusers. So the first type are wishy-washy focusers. These are people who are afraid to say out loud what it is that they truly desire, or they never sit down to really get clear on what it is that they want. Whether it's fear, indecision, or uncertainty that's holding them back from stating their desire, it doesn't matter. The universe cannot manifest wishy-washy or half-assed desires, right? Without asking, you won't receive. And if you're listening thinking, "Ooh, I think I'm a wishy-washy manifester, let's talk about what's holding you back from being more clear about your desires. What I have found more often than not with wishy-washy focusers is that they're kind of scared of their dreams or they've lost their ability to dream. I talk about dreams so often on the podcast because dreams are the foundation for our manifestations. They are the kindling for our manifestations. Being able to dream and imagine again is really that first step in being able to manifest. Dream and imagine beyond what we've seen in our lives. Dream and imagine beyond what we've been told we can have. Dream and imagine beyond what we think is possible for us. When I talk about dreaming and imagining, I am talking about the way you used to dream and imagine when you were little, right? That really expansive way with no limits, where you didn't stop yourself, where you didn't put a cap on things. No, you just allowed yourself to dream. We're scared now as adults to allow ourselves to dream because we think we're setting ourselves up for failure and disappointment. We've been burned by our dreams in the past, so we block ourselves from dreaming, or we put a cap on it, or we have a dream in our heart And we don't allow ourselves to think about it, to expand upon it, to write about it, or to proclaim it. And when I say proclaim, you don't have to proclaim it to a friend or to a person. Proclaim it even to yourself. We're afraid to even talk about our dreams to ourselves. Love, dreaming is scary because it's all about you. It's about your needs, your wants, your desires. So there is so much vulnerability involved in all of this. If you speak this dream into the world, into your journal, into your vision board, and you fail, then it's as if you failed yourself. But love, dreaming, is the source, is the beginning of our greatest manifestations. And I'm going to tell you that dreaming is hard for all of us at some level. We've all experienced pain, hardship, and loss. And all of these things play into why we hold back from dreaming. But if we want to create a future that is unlike anything we've experienced, we need to reignite our ability to dream and imagine again. Dreaming is where possibility exists. I want to offer you a practice. If you're like, oof, I'm a bit of a wishy-washy focuser, I want to offer you an exercise that is so powerful. And even if you're not a wishy-washy focuser, I want you to try this practice because it's going to reveal so much to you. This is my favorite manifestation exercise, y'all, okay? This is called, wouldn't it be nice? So you can do this two ways. You can do it by saying it out loud, or you can do it by writing this down. I want you to set a timer for two to three minutes, even more if you're feeling a little spicy. Once you set your timer, I want you to start off with the prompt, wouldn't it be nice? And I want you to start small. So wouldn't it be nice if I had a really incredible lunch today? Wouldn't it be nice if I went for a walk today? Wouldn't it be nice if I went to bed early tonight? Right, so starting off with things that are really easy, very plausible, and then expand from there. Wouldn't it be nice if this weekend, I took the entire time off and I did all my favorite things? Wouldn't it be nice if I just booked a trip to Maui? Wouldn't it be nice if I got a book deal? Wouldn't it be nice if I was a New York Times bestseller? Wouldn't it be nice if I had a huge lake house? I want you to try this exercise saying, wouldn't it be nice each time, writing it down, saying it out loud, and see what happens. See what you come up with. See what flows easily. See where there's resistance. I love this exercise because in a lot of manifestation exercises, we're told to do it as if it's happening, right? I am a New York Times best-selling author, or I have a huge house on the lake. And that sometimes seems really, really hard. And I get it. It's sometimes hard for me too. But the wouldn't it be nice exercise is playful. It's an invitation. We're not saying we're going to do this thing, but we're just kind of, you know, playing around with the idea of doing it. So try out the wouldn't it be nice exercise. And also check out episode 110 of the podcast, which is all about dreaming. So we have our wishy-washy focusers. The next group of people who sometimes can't seem to focus are what I call focused and frustrated. Now, I will say this. At times in your life, you will find that you will fall into wishy-washy more or focused and frustrated more, or sometimes you're a bit of both at the same time. I have found that most human beings have experienced both of these groups, these categories of people. So let's talk about focused and frustrated manifestors. These are people who have been focused on their manifestation forever and ever and are frustrated it hasn't arrived. You know, you're like, I'm not afraid to dream. In fact, I have my long list with all of the specifics and I don't know where this thing is, right? Where is my Jason Momoa? Where is my seven-figure book deal? Where is my lake house property? So this is where sometimes focused and frustrated manifestors go wrong. There's two big barriers. The first barrier, and let me tell you when I learned about this first barrier, it blew my mind. Is are you focusing on your desire or your doubt? Let me explain deeper. So many of us when we are trying to manifest think we are focusing on our desire, on what we want. But instead, what we're doing is focusing on the lack of it, on the fact that it's not here. You see every subject is actually two subjects. Wanted And not wanted. And often you believe you're thinking about the thing that you desire, but you're actually thinking about the exact opposite of what you desire. For example, if you desire a partner, instead of focusing on all the amazing memories you're gonna make with this partner and all the amazing things you're gonna do with this partner, you're really focused on all the ways you don't have one, or how difficult the dating scene is, or how much you hate Tinder and Bumble and all the things. If you desire more money, Instead of focusing on all the amazing things you're going to do with that money, you're focusing on how little money you have or how terrible you are at finances. If you desire a new job, instead of thinking about how amazing this new job is going to be and what kind of impact you're going to make in the world, you're focused on how terrible the job market is and how competitive things are. Or another way of looking at this is I want to be well versus I don't want to be sick. I want to have financial security versus I don't want to be broke anymore. I want a relationship versus I don't want to be alone. Can you feel the difference between those statements? The way we frame and focus on our desire is so key. A lot of the times we think we are focusing on the thing we want, but we are fixated on the lack of it, the fact that we don't have it yet, the fact that it's so difficult to do the thing or that it's not possible for us. Love, the universe produces what we focus our energy on. So if you're getting more of what you don't want, then you may be focusing your energy on the wrong thing. And it's not that you intended to. It's so easy for us to focus on the fact we don't have the thing and how frustrated we are we don't have the thing. But I really want you to think of how you are thinking of your manifestation. Are you thinking of the possibility? Are you thinking of how amazing it's going to be? Or are you thinking of the fact it's not here and how frustrated and angry and sad and disappointed you are? Now, let me tell you, it's absolutely okay to feel frustrated and disappointed and sad during the manifestation process. But what we learn to do as we manifest is find healthy ways to bring us back to how good it feels to be in that place of desire and possibility. So this is such a big part of our manifestation process. Focus on the thing you want. Focus on how good it's going to feel to have that thing. So a great practice for this is one of my favorite exercises. Okay, I know I've said that about every exercise and I will say about every exercise on this episode, but listen, I am giving you my top tier exercises, the ones that I do, the ones that I give to all my clients today, okay? So This exercise, I call it Future Diary. For one week, I want you to write journal entries in the future. Do three or five years, okay? And when you write these entries, they don't have to be long. But I want you to really focus on how amazing it feels for this manifestation to have come true. Really focus on the feelings. Focus on the possibility. This exercise really allows us to get excited again about our desires, right? There's always going to be a period of time from when we plant that seed of desire and when it happens, always, whether that time is hours, days, weeks, or years, and it can be really easy for us to fall out of that place of excitement. And this exercise brings us back to why we wanted the thing in the first place, okay? So now we're moving on to the next barrier with focused and frustrated manifestors. Sometimes I find with focused and frustrated manifestors, y'all are getting a little too specific. Now, okay, let me break this down because listen, I do this as well. P.S. Everything I talk about on this podcast, I also have to deal with, okay? Here's what I mean. Oftentimes, I will see people getting incredibly specific with their desires, which instead of helping them, hinders them in that we can often manifest our way into a life, into relationships, into situations that weren't meant for us. A life that we think we're supposed to have. A life that we think will make us fulfilled and happy, but isn't the life that is for us. So while I don't want you to limit your dreams, I also want you to know that the universe has something in store for you that is even greater than you could have imagined. I want to share with you how I manifested my husband. It's a very long story. But I had a list for my future partner that was like specifics, height, income, family background, you know, their hobbies, all of the things. And it was incredibly detailed. And I would actually meet this man. I met this man time and time again. And while this man ticked off all the boxes, all of the the height, the income, the family background, all of the boxes, they were oftentimes absolute douches. I said it. I said the word, right? And I would try to make it work because I was like, oh my gosh, but they're like taking off all the boxes. They're doing all the right things, all the details, all the things are there. And that's when I had a coach tell me, hey, Sharin, instead of focusing on those things, on those qualities, focus on what it would feel like to be in the presence of your partner. What would it feel like to be next to them? What would it feel like to hold their hand? What would it feel like to be doing the most mundane things with them and for a month she had me imagine and visualize being with my partner not being able to see what they look like or any of that because I was so specific but just be with my partner and imagine what it would feel like to be next to him next to his presence and this really clarified for me how I wanted to feel with my partner my coach also had me look at that list I had made The things like income, the things like family background and hobbies. And she asked me to look at that list and see what were the feelings that I was really desiring. Meaning I was creating this list full of qualities and things, but what I was really trying to make a list of was how it would feel like to be with my partner. What were the feelings they encompassed and embodied? So something like height was about attraction. Something like income was about security. Something about hobbies was really about adventure and play. And so I created two lists. I had one list with all the qualities and then one list with all the feelings. What would it feel like to be with this person? And these two exercises, imagining that visualization with my partner in the future, what it was like to be next to them, and these two lists, doing these two exercises, y'all, was the greatest thing ever. When I met my husband, he didn't have half the things on that qualities list. You know, the height, income, hobbies, whatever list. He didn't have half of those things. But he made me feel exactly like I did in that visualization. That list of feelings that I had created, he ticked off every damn one of them. And let me tell you, I could not have created a list of qualities for my husband because I did not know A man could be like my husband. There are things that my husband does that in the past I would have never thought was possible, that a man would never do that for me, that a relationship could never be like that. So the lists we're making, we have to understand, are limited. They're limited to what we have seen. They're limited to what we think is possible. They're limited to what society tells us is possible for us. They're limited to our shoulds and supposed tos. And love, I don't want you living a life that is limited in a box. I want you living an expansive life. So the exercise I want you to try is to really get into the feelings. Write down your list of specifics, right? And then get clear on what are the feelings that I'm really desiring. Have those two lists. And try out the future memory exercise I did with my coach. For a month, just try for 5 or 10 seconds to visualize yourself in a memory With your partner, a future memory. Don't imagine what they look like, but just what it feels like to be next to them, what it feels like to be holding their hand. What does that feel like for you? So, love, this is flow. This is how we can focus on what we want to manifest in a way that is in flow, right? In the flow of the universe, that is clear, and that also allows us to really manifest each one of our desires and beyond. Listen, this, it, this is a lot. I gave you a lot of tools and ideas to kind of sit with. And I wanted to do that this month. I am going to be taking some time off in the summer. Not yet, but there are things you can come back to in this episode, things you probably want to revisit. I really encourage trying these practices. I'm telling you, they are life changing. And if you're like, wait, I want to know the three other steps, check out Manifestation 101, my free masterclass. It's at wholehearted coaching.com slash one zero one. And all that information will also be in the show notes, okay? So, my love, this is the end of our one oh one series. Thank you for joining me. Next week, we're going to get really intimate and vulnerable. I can't wait to share my story with you. As we wrap up, I want you to think of one thing that's really resonating for you in this episode. And we're going to take a deep breath in and out. And I want you to Hold that thing at the very top, that insight, that wisdom. So breathing in, holding, 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 and breathing out. Until next week, love, I will talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe, or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.